On the podcast this past week, we had on John Sherman of Practical Golf. And after we finished that conversation, went through a round of quick questions, we get to know him a little bit better. Your favorite like golf widget that you've gotten in the past, let's say like six to nine months or something like that. It could be, you know, a, a shirt, a club, a training aid. It doesn't really matter. Just something that you have gotten that is super cool and you're and you like the most. Hmm. I have so many of them. Um, <laughs> what's my favorite one? I, I actually, it's definitely my SkyTrack launch monitor for sure. I don't know why that didn't pop into my head immediately. I got it over the winter and it's just been so much fun. Yeah. Is that stay in your house then? Yeah, I keep it. Um, I have a room upstairs where I can like swing a golf club fairly freely. So, you know, I set it up with a net and a mat. So I've been doing like practice up there and playing simulated courses and then doing some testing for the site. But that thing is awesome. Amazing. Amazing. That sounds fantastic. Favorite club in your bag right now? My driver for once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been... Uh, I think it took me many years, but I'm, I think I'm finally at a place where I'm like ready to like consider my driver a real weapon and use it as much as possible just because I think I've gotten, um, you know, the, the club set up and my swing to a point where I can hit it well enough that, you know, I'm willing to just kind of let it, let it rip where it makes sense. So yeah, my driver, I'm very excited about this year. What are the specs on said club? It's a title is D3 with a Acra shaft on it. It was a bit shorter. It's almost 44 inches, which is probably an inch and a half to two inches shorter than most stock shafts. So that kind of allowed me to narrow my dispersion a bit. And I didn't really lose much distance. You know, I did that experiment a couple of years ago and it's just paid huge dividends. So I always tell people, think about shortening your driver shaft. Over the past five years or three years or even this past year, what has made the biggest difference for your game? I think the last three to four years, I've seen the biggest surge in my game just because I've been able to play and compete a lot. And that's just, you know, sharpened up everything. Like I've always been a pretty good ball striker, but I, I think I wasn't able to bring that on the course as much just because I wasn't really playing or practicing enough. So just by playing and competing a lot, it's just made me so much more comfortable on the course. And then it's, you know, led to a lot of other things like sharpening my strategy and all those things. But it's hard to like make a big jump in your game without being on the course enough. Um, just because, I mean, you know, as well as anyone practicing is not the same as playing and, you know, bridging that gap is quite difficult. So I think really just the opportunity to play a lot of golf the last few years has, has really allowed me to kind of enact all the things I always wanted to, but just didn't have the opportunity or time to. Gotcha. I can understand that one for sure. Any strange superstitions or, or habits that you practice before a round that matters? Not really. I have this like, I used to have this thing with like the T height and it still lingers from time to time where I kind of fidget with my T height before. I, I'm a fairly quick player, but sometimes I can get a little obsessed with my T height. And I've actually had this bizarre recurring dream. <laughs> I don't know why I would reveal this, but it's happened a few times over the last few years where I have a dream where I'm playing in a tournament and I'm stuck teeing my ball up and I can't get it to the right height. And everyone's like watching me and they're like, what are you doing? And I, I literally can't pull the trigger. I mean, that doesn't happen in real life, but that's the only, you know, weird thing about my game is sometimes I can get a little obsessive about my tee height. 
with the driver or three order or whatever. Um, but for the most part, it, it's not a problem. But other than that, I don't think I have any bizarre or weird superstitions about golf. That sounds like a true nightmare that you have. No, it's like I woke, it happened a few weeks ago and I woke up and told my wife about it. I was like, oh, it was just like this horrible feeling. And she's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) That is probably the best story we've heard on the podcast now that we all know your darkest fear. (laughs) Good. Let's see. 18 holes with good friends. Any specific game that you like to play or anything that's your favorite to do? I generally will play Nassau with the guys I usually kind of compete and gamble with. I think that's a fun game because it's a team game you've got three separate matches where you got the front nine back nine and overall then you kind of got some like extras with like the dots and the sandies and all that stuff so i think that's that's my i know it's the most popular format out there and i think it's for good reason it's just a lot of fun to play it keeps everyone engaged and it's just uh highly competitive throughout the whole match so nassau is definitely my favorite game to play Is there a book, whether it's golf related or not golf related, that you recommend or give to fellow golfers that's kind of helped you along your way besides your own? Yeah, (laughs) I I think, you know, for any golfer of any level, I think a lot of what Bob Rotella has written, especially Golf's Not a Game of Perfect, is kind of like a very good, like generic way to give people who either are lifelong golfers or new to the game kind of some reference points on managing expectations and the mental game and even strategy i just think it's one of the reasons why he's been so popular is just he's able to communicate those those concepts in a very simple and easy to understand way so i think reading any of his books is a kind of like a quick sit down read where it could really give you one or two major things that could you know if if you implement them in your game uh, change things for you so certainly i'm a big bob rotella fan favorite golf course that you have have played is one or one or two stand out yeah i mean i grew up playing beth page so obviously beth page black i just think it's i mean it's incredibly difficult and i just when you really sit down and plan the course strategically i'm not a huge architecture nerd or anything like that but when you think about it from you know, how am I going to play this course and plan around it? Like there's just so much risk reward with the bunkers off the tee and how the course is designed. It's really like the perfect challenge of golf. So, I mean, that's always number one in my mind. I've had the good fortune of playing Torrey Pines a couple of times over the last couple of years. I'm going back again this summer. That's more of like a golfing experience where you're just like looking over the cliffs on the Pacific and you're just like, wow, this is (laughs) really special. So, you know, those two courses, I guess, would hold a special place in my heart. And there's, you know, hundreds of others I'd love to play. But those are kind of the two that I have played that, you know, have significance to me. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll pitch our new concept here now, John, but if you're at a golf course that would like Practical Golf and Golf Science Lab to visit you, we are happy to make a trip there to check it out. Shoot us an email. Yeah, we just want to play awesome golf courses and, and talk about it. So we're there. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we will end on this question because I am fascinated by this. But you have a round on Saturday, right? And it's one that you care about and you want to shoot a good score in. You have four hours this week. It's Monday. What are you going to do to get ready for that round? For better or worse, I don't, I'm not someone who does anything like different. I, I try and, I mean, the most important thing for me is, is being on the course, you know, any 
time I play a tournament, you know, I like to try and get on the course before I play that week, whether it's, you know, just a few holes or nine holes, whatever, and then kind of hit a a few practice shots here and there just to kind of, you know, get that feeling of being on a golf course. Like certainly I'll hit some balls and and practice, but I, I like to get on a golf course beforehand because I think some things show up on the course that might not during your practice session that you might want to be aware of. So for me, that that's one of the things that I like to do if I can, you know, sometimes I just can't do it because of my schedule. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to get out there and play any specific thing that you're going to do during that practice round. Are you going to hit numerous balls? Are you like making notes or I'm trying to figure out any tendencies that might happen. You know, sometimes, you know, I'll notice with my swing, uh, I tend to hit a right to left shot pattern and, you know, Sometimes I'm drawing the ball more than usual. Maybe I'm missing it a certain way off the tee with the driver. I certainly want to hit a lot of short game shots if I can. So maybe if I'm walking up to a green and I'm by myself, I'll throw three or four balls and kind of hit a few different chip or pitch shots. So I'm just kind of keeping an eye on my game. Anything that you know pops up that maybe I wasn't aware of, I want to, if I can practice on it afterwards, I'll try and do that. But Yeah, I think it's just, you know, the short game shots, getting the feel is important and, um, you know, kind of doing a tune up on my swing to see if there's anything that, you know, just shows up out of the blue. 